Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The Sungi on Dryad in the Martian city Noctis Kinjal is up against the wall. One of their members, Shuju, got in a fight with a Martian ranger and ended up being killed. His cortical stack with all of his memories is now in the hands of the police force and needs to be retrieved fast. Join Becker playing Ellis, Craig playing He, Yorian playing Burke, Slavek playing Pivo and Tillman as the Game Master on this Eclipse Phase 2nd Edition nano-up called Body Count. Please follow Twin Cities by Night on social media and join our Discord chat. If you'd like to support us financially, you can also find us on Patreon. Enjoy. So you are going to the main hallway right now. And you see behind you now are the rangers trying to get past the fire to the machine shop. And in front of you, yet more rangers are rushing to the armory, it seems. In fact, many people are rushing now. Technicians are no longer like waiting. They are trying to go through the entrance as well. So the technicians are, you said, leaving through the front doors to the building well they're running through the the main hallway okay how long would smart clothing take to switch so if we were to switch from ranger to engineer for instance good question and fantastic idea i didn't even think about that can't find it so i would say it goes fairly quickly just because why not it's advanced future technology then Burke will uh, say to Alice, okay, it's not the most badass action, but it is the most survivable. If we can find some toilet or something, we can switch towards engineer clothing and just leave with the flow. Nobody's going to notice. So we've made it back to the main hallway. Yeah. And like, if we were to continue to the right side of the building, that's where the use of the armory was. Um, yes. Am I correct in assuming that the building kind of loops on the far side? Like there's a hall on the right side of the building that's parallel to the main hall, if that makes sense? Uh, No, there's one main hall and branching off of that are further hallways. There were two intersections. You are at the second one in the very back. If people are running around, would we be able to just get to a previous intersection without just looking really odd? Likely. What do we see at that intersection? So moving forward, no one really minds you until you reach that uh, intersection. You see now to your right, when you came in, it was on the left, uh, the cells and the interview rooms. And you see the rangers there guarding uh, this area now with the commotion in place. And they are armed, their weapons basically ready. They're not threatening anyone, but yeah, they're on guard duty right now. But you see there's a holdup in the desk area. You know, from the lobby, you pass through this large door, and then behind there was a desk area with this one ranger arguing with the synth morph over something. Now you hear there's like a commotion going on there. Now the the ranger that was sitting there is like coming from the area and he like yells out, okay, everyone, 
something weird is going on. There's definitely something that has been taken. I believe it's a cortical stack. Someone has tampered with one of the morphs in the morgue. One of the technicians just informed me. I think the, the fire is just a distraction. I've put the station on lockdown. We need to find out whether this cortical stack can be found. Is that an announcement or was he just saying that to the people around him? He's just like walking along the hallway and he he basically used intercom over the, the local mesh to like yell it out to everyone. Perhaps the architecture or uh, search that people wanted to do earlier would now be a good time to see if we can find some alternate routes out. Give me another hacking check. Yeah, that's a normal success. The only entrance you really see is, in fact, the main one. There are some weird options you could maybe take, but really that's maybe just for you. You could try to make your way out through like the air vent, but you would probably end up in some sort of machinery. And I mean, there's piping and uh, sewer systems and all that, but really the, the viable option is the main entrance and exit right now. There's no um, emergency exits? It looks like no, there's not. They have this two-tier two system with the front uh, entrance and then their desk area with that door that you only came through because one turncoat ranger let you through. If there's an actual emergency, they can't keep it on lockdown or else everyone inside dies. So I think it's time to turn on that sprinkler system and make the fire worse. Okay, turn on the sprinklers. The thing is, this station is meant to survive when like, the outside city is under very severe uh, decompression conditions. So that's a four. You can turn on the sprinkler system. Now everyone is getting wet in the hallway. But more importantly, we have thermite. Oh, yeah. Would it still burn, though? Uh, you just mentioned earlier that putting water on it will make it worse. Yeah, but I mean... It's been a little bit. There is a rule for that, I think. Uh, behind liquid termite, it says 3D10 plus 10DV for three rounds. Yeah, round is three seconds. Yeah, maybe we could spend flex. It says define the environment. So okay. let's say that not all the termite burned through some fluke of okay. luck. If you want it. I give it to you. From behind you in the hallway with the fermite, you hear another sizzling and a splashing sound as the whole thing kind of combusts with a sudden inrush of like water vapor because it's super hot and the sprinkler just is directed directly uh, into it. And you see the three rangers that were like trying to get past there, they're now like running back into the hallway, trying to cover their heads and their suits, uh, their, well, their clothing's in a very bad shape now. So they're just rolling into the main hallway. And everyone around you is like freaking out again. The two guards uh, on duty uh, at the cells, they're kind of like looking at one another, unsure of what to do, but one rushes forward now, pushes past you, Stops for a minute. What are you doing? Something's going on. Just what's your role here exactly? Sorry, are they talking with to us? Yes, to Burke and Ellis. Yeah, and he's like going on. I need you two to 
we're here. Look, I, I'm a guardian here. You too. You need to get your shit together. We're not getting out right now. I don't think you understand. That fire is getting worse. And if we don't, if we all don't leave right now, we're going to burn to death. And that is, I guarantee you, not the kind of death that you want to live through. Well, suck it up. Orders are on the tech net. Sorry, for Becca, a tech net? Is that the thing we don't so, have access uh, to? Well, you have one running as well, but apparently the police has their own. It's this mindlink software where they can share their thoughts and visual cues. Oh man, I have an idea, but I think it's a really bad idea. Go um, on. <laughs> so, so I have some eelware. If uh, if he gets close to me, I just want to like grab onto him and be like, "You don't understand," and then like shock him with that. And that's what it is. It's a shocking yes. thing, correct? Yes. I mean, you can just slit his throat after. Uh, he's not gonna die. That is also correct. <laughs> he's not gonna die. I mean, he is, but he's not. So this guard was like all up in your face. The thing is, his problem is he's on guard duty. He can't do much, but he sees like two rangers doing just nothing. And he, he's not really sure who they are, but basically he's commanding you to like follow your orders, whatever they are, because he has a hard time believing that you are just doing nothing right now. So he gets all up in your face in a threatening manner. He's not pointing his gun at you per se, but you know, he's shouting and being very unpleasant. So you could totally like grab his arms or whatever and shock him there. Do you want to do that? Go with my gut instinct. Let's do it. Very good. This is a terrible idea. I like it. Oh, wait. I gave the earwear to your drone, actually. So you don't have to touch him, but oh. your drone oh, okay. touches him. Okay. We didn't bring them up in a long time. It doesn't matter. So you bring in your guardian angel drone and give him a zap. Now you have a decision to make. You can use, you can decide uh, for a touch only attack or for like a full on melee, the drone crashes into the guy attack. Touch only doesn't deal damage. It only shocks. Let's have the guardian angel go full on into the guy. Okay. In that case, roll me... Your melee, please. You are taking control over your drone right now, mentally. You have a drone rig as well, so you're not having any negatives there. And you're like stirring it into the the ranger in your area. Okay, so as far as I know, I don't have melee. I'm going to go with you can make a touch-only attack without rolling. Okay. So we'll we'll just have it instead of him having my guardian angel collide into it. Um, we'll just have it buzz the guy and or zap him, and then hopefully yeah. Burke will, I don't know, make up for my my lack of melee. Yep. How deadly? What do you want that to be? Because I can just use my shock gloves, which would do exactly the same, or I can bring out my claws. I'm fine with it being deadly. We need just need to get out of here. Yeah, but uh, I think I think I will still go with my shock gloves and then do the hurtful attack. Let's do the guardian angel shock first. Okay. And then we can see what happens after that. As I said, the touch-only attack happens automatically. So the drone just comes down suddenly and zaps him in the back of the neck. And regardless of what happens, he like, 
jumps a little and jerks around. So what does that do? Does he just flail he is, to the ground? He isn't completely shocked. He actually withstands it by a margin, but he's stunned for three action turns, which means uh, we probably should roll initiative now. And basically, you are um, holding him with a taser, essentially. He manages to stay standing still. He's not accidentally firing his gun that he has in one hand. Uh, he's well-trained in pain compliance. <laughs> so initiative is for Burke and Alice. When you look on your sheet, it is in the combat section. First page, bottom left. You have a value there. Alice, yours is five. And Burke, yours is eight. You also need to roll me 1d6 and add that to this value. And I'm saying the ranger that you are stunning, he automatically loses. And I'm also rolling for the one other ranger that is guarding the cells. Becca, what's your result? I got a nine. Okay. Yorian, yours is also nine. The ranger has 12. So he goes first. He fires at the drone because right now he has no reason to suspect you did anything wrong it's just the drone malfunctioning my poor guardian angel so the way this works is i'm rolling his guns skill and i succeeded so now i can roll for damage which for a single shot from a pistol is 2d10 i have 15 your guardian angel has some armor it has 12 kinetic armor so it takes free damage right now. Okay. Uh, it has a durability of 25 and a wound threshold of 5, so it's barely damaged. He just like shot in the general direction. So now it's either one of yours uh, turn. And whatever you want to do, just let me know and I'll help you out with that. I have your sheets right here. By the way, uh, he and Pivo... I think you can chime in on the combat in the next round and maybe do something from the side. So Burke is finally seeing some action. And I think uh, she's going with her original plan to just use her shark gloves. On which one? The one in front of you? Yeah, because it has to be close to combat. Okay. So do I roll melee for that, right? Yes. Since he's stunned and can't evade. Uh, how do I handle that? Normally, it would be an opposed role. I'm just giving you a plus 30. He literally has no chance to evade you. Um, so honestly, you're just like rolling for <laughs> many successes you get. Yeah, that's an 81 out of 100. That's an excellent success. And I think so, with that, you deal 1d10 extra damage. So that so is now, 2d6 now it's a lot. You deal 2d6, that's your base melee for punching him. You have a muscle augmentation, so you deal an additional d6. You also rolled particularly well, so you deal an additional d10. So 3d6 plus 1d10, and you deal shock again. Okay, so that's 20 damage, and on top of that he gets shocked. Uh, I need to look at his armor. Unfortunately, he only takes six damage, but he has to roll his shock thing again. He fails. You're basically rushing right up in front of the guy, already zapped, 
and punch him and there's another flash of lightning as your shock gloves make contact. And this time the guy is just flying backwards and you can see him jerking on the ground, like all his muscles tensed up and he has lost control over his muscles for three whole minutes. I don't think you have to worry about him anytime soon. He's also bruising up pretty badly right now. I'm guessing you got him right in his face because it was unprotected. Combat round two. Uh, Slavek, or he and Pivo, please roll me your initiative. That's 1d6 plus your initiative base score. Great. Isn't uh, Alice also? Yeah, I haven't had... My bad. You can still roll, but Alice's turn wasn't done yet. So, okay. Real basic. I just want to take control of my guardian angel. I want the drone to freeze the guy that was shooting at my drone with the freezer. So the freezer only has single shot. So you can roll me your guns skill. All right. So I got 69 out of 50. Yeah, that's a miss. You still fire though. And now there's like an obstacle in the hallway that he would need to crawl over. The freezer works this way. It has this fast hardening foam. So you shoot out like a jet of expanding uh, foam mass. It's like, it's like this, I think it's elephant toothpaste. You know, this explosive reaction where you mix two compounds and suddenly like a jet of foam squirts out of the beaker. It works in a similar manner. Only the foam actually sticks around and hardens in front of you. And it's quite difficult to remove and very sticky. But unfortunately, you didn't make the hit. So the ranger is still free to move. Pivo and he, what were your results for initiative? Pivo is 10. I got 9. Okay, so the ranger still goes first. He's going to rush back a little bit. So he's against the interview rooms now. He's probably calling for backup on his technet. You don't hear him yelling out anymore. He's also switching to his assault rifle that he has on his back. And now that his body is on the ground, he is firing into your general direction. He's going to do burst fire, which means he can fire off a couple of bullets in quick su succession and make an attempt to hit both of you because they're very close together. Awesome, he fails. So you see him moving backwards, switch his, uh, from his sidearm to uh, his chunky assault rifle and fire randomly into the wall behind you. You definitely freaked him a little. He probably doesn't expect combat within the police station. Pivo, your turn to turn the madness up from the vent on the side. Could I fire a gun from the vent? I'm not sure. If you want, we can say your drone is not in the vent. Yeah, that probably make more sense to just use the. I drone, mean, yeah. uh, did you have one, or did it give it to you? Yeah, uh, no, okay. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I do have a GA drone. Okay. So, yeah, I guess I'll let it use its laser pulser, lethal setting. Why would I use anything else, honestly? You're only supposed to use them for crowd control. <laughs> All right. So, how does this work? Okay, you have a couple of options. You take control over your drone, I think, pretty much instantly. Mm -hmm. So then you want to use the laser pulse on lethal mm -hmm. setting. You have a choice of firing a single shot. Honestly, kind of boring. 
uh, burst fire on a single target means you get either plus 10 to hit or plus 1d10 damage. Uh, fully automatic on a single target is plus 30 to hit or plus 2d10 damage. But fully automatic also consumes 10 shots, burst fire free. Fully automatic. Cry havoc and let's slip the dogs of war. What skill am I rolling out, though? Uh, guns. Oh, it's just my guns. Okay. I'll take the plus 30. So my gun skill is 55, but the 30 is 85. Critical success. I think your damage doubles. Yeah, 26 damage. You found his weakness, I guess. His energy armor is very bad. Uh, so he takes 18 damage, which means he takes two wounds in one round. Therefore, he immediately suffers knockdown. So basically what happens, another drone like whirs into action, comes around the corner, fires this laser rifle like 10 times in very quick succession because, well, laser rifle. And it's literally burning holes into that guy uh, who is currently backing up into the interview room and he just collapses into the doorway. He's not dead, but yeah, you got him good. All right, all right, all right. So I'd say these two are definitely knocked out completely. This all happened very fast, by the way. We're just two rounds in, so maybe like 20 seconds. Everyone around you is still processing, but the technicians in the front are like starting to scream at the one ranger at the desk area. And now you, you think you hear a commotion from like the lobby area as well. Are we still in like combat initiative? Uh, no, I would say this is now a normal scene, but yeah, I mean, combat could break out maybe very soon. Right. Uh, so what's between us and the outside? A bunch of technicians and a heavy door. Uh, can I get working on that door? Oh, yeah. I mean, you get the point. It's currently on lockdown, but if you want, you can give me another hacking check to open Try to override. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we can say you've been working on that, so yeah, give me a straight hacking check no negatives for like time constraints i made it it's not it's not pretty but i made it it's actually quite good over 66 is an excellent success oh okay so people are just like piling into this door and suddenly it opens up and they are falling over each other into the lobby area and you see in the lobby area combat has broken out because there's well, a criminal uh, group apparently being escorted by another set of rangers. That's excellent. Are they familiar to us? Uh, hard to say. Probably not. It's uh, going uh, so chaotic right now and everything is so far back in the lobby area. You, you really have a hard time telling. Burke and Alice, what you're seeing is there's four rangers for criminals, the criminals are in cuff bands, but they are just pushing people around. And there's still some civilians in the lobby area as well, like trying to go for the door, which doesn't open. They're just piling into the, the main exit. Also, there is a Reaper morph with the Rangers. So you see this basically flying machine ball. It's polished metal all around it has a weapon mount on the side with an assault rifle in it and it has these two arms 
Um, have you seen Spider-Man 2? The villain in the movie is, I, I forgot his name, Dr. Octagonopus. Is that actually his name? He builds these uh, metallic tentacle arms into his back. And this flying thing, it has like two of these arms going around and like tries to grab the criminals and like pin them down on the ground. So yeah, there's that. The technicians first wanted to pile into the lobby. Now they're trying to get back on their feet and pile in the other direction. So chaos ensues. Is the front door locked? It appears to be. Can I try to do something about that? Give it a try. <laughs> I would make this one harder, I think. I think I'm not letting you through with a normal success. Okay, I, I get on. you get a, your request has been noted, and the system reminds you that it's currently on lockdown. I get on the mesh, and uh, I, le I let um, the rest of the team know. Uh, looks like the front's not, uh, it's not opening. You see the civilians now like trying to bash in the windows in the lobby area with the chairs they were on or like uh, pots with plants in them, but they don't really give. I mean, they're scratching the windows, but so far they make no actual effort there. Burke, maybe there's a way you can help those poor civilians out. They're just trying to escape after all. Meanwhile, you know, the Reaper morph is like yelling out these robotic commands like, Everyone on the ground. The civilians are like crying out, oh my God, oh my God, can we just get out of here? And the criminals are like yelling out, yeah, fuck the police, freedom for mass. Anyone got any more of that thermite? I do have a diamond axe. I don't think so. I think I only had one. If you want to, you can use flex points to introduce an item, but you can also just use your weapons at your disposal to get to the windows so it says plus 10 halves armor and it does 2d temples three damage yeah it's armor piercing being made of diamond mm -hmm. so what's your plan you're still in the shoot right yeah so you would go as close as possible yeah and then just start drop out from the grating yeah have my chameleon skin on blend in with the surroundings and then just start hacking at the door uh, at the windows which everyone else is apparently hacking at yeah i would assume that at least elise would go to cover people as best she could with her drone let's say this if you give cover and make a distraction running towards the exit which you need to anyway I would say Pivo gets an infiltrate up at plus 30 with his chameleon skin activated as well to like break through the windows without other people noticing what he's doing. So Pivo, just give me your infiltrate. You don't need to roll for attack because I take it you can hit a window with an axe. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, though with our like, uh, okay, so plus, uh, that's 60. Uh, what's infiltrate? It's ref. reflexes. Reflexes is vigor, right? I think so. Yeah, in which case I'll put an additional 20 on that check. So 85. There we go. Okay, that's a success. A superior success, in fact. So you are sneaky. You like 
put one of your tentacles through the grating to reach for the for the hatch, open it slowly, drop down with your vector thrusters at a leisurely pace, and then just hack away at the pain. Give me a damage roll, though. Damage roll, alrighty. 19. Since you have armor, the window has two armor, so you deal 17 damage. I think I have armor, right? Or Yes. It usually has five, but I counted two. You managed to, like, punch a hole into it, but you probably can't exit right now. Meanwhile, the rest is rushing into the main room. What are you doing to, like, cause a distraction? Can and I tell the other civilians to, like, help me with this fucking hole? I would say so. I don't really uh, want to go into another full-on combat. But yeah, no. I just make a cinematic exit. All right, people. I need this hole, and I need it to be this big, at least, so I can fit in. And then I'll help you guys out. Fuck the police. Yeah, you fucking got it. Now that you've made a start... They can hack away at the edges of the hole that you put in, and eventually you break through. Meanwhile, the criminals are cheering on, and, well, the rangers are kind of busy with them, and you manage to slip out and away in the chaos of it all and rush to your car. Let's go for the hidden car. I feel like that's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Does our non-hidden car have like a self-destruct or something? Or like, uh, <laughs> not like self-destruct, but like something that would wipe its information, like scrub our footprints off it? I'm assuming you being criminals, it's borrowed anyway. <laughs> I'm probably true. Borrowed. <laughs> so you make your way to the hidden car, gunshots still ringing behind you in the police station. Burke, you feel pretty good about yourself. He, you feel pretty good about sticking it to the man. Uh, Pivo, you feel pretty good about surviving. Alice, I'm not sure, probably much the same. And you know you have secured the stack from your friend Chuju and can return to your triad leadership being a successful gang. Do you enjoy the morally gray choices Eclipse Phase has to offer? Then you might also enjoy our Changeling the Lost Vanity game. Vanity is set in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in 1993 and follows our motley crew as they attempt to find normalcy after being exploited and finding they must exploit others to survive. 